Oye chicos, pero here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Dreamboss. On their way to Tallahassee to revive Adnama. Don't worry, Adnama. Don't worry. Just like Humpty Dumpty, we can put you back together again. As Steve took the wheel of David Feinstein's 1995 car. Sensei, as long as the vehicle has training wheels, I could take it. After a mysterious accident in the road, David and Cletus were arrested. Sensei! And the Steve was taken by Florida, Fish and Wildlife. No, no, no. Separated from his owner, the domesticated gator finds himself in the back of a truck alone. Let's see what happens now. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A fairly tanned woman with a strong grip in a green fish and wildlife cap sits with you in the back of the truck, your jaws sealed shut. She runs her hand over your scaly back and tries to soothe you as you thrash around a bit. There, there, little guy. You're a long way from home, aren't you? Won't be too long now. As the truck continues on toward its destination, the woman in the cap continues to observe you. She shouts to the driver, How do you think he got all the way out here? Hell if I know. Probably a pet that got set loose or something. Pretty big pet. Then why would you go out of your way to get one of these? We're in Miami. Just doesn't make sense to chase something so rare. Idiot probably didn't even know what he had. Not the weirdest thing we've ever seen. I guess you're right. (laughs) Alright, I'll talk to God now. Uh, Can I smack my tail against her face? You can certainly try. Forget it. <laughs> you begin to wriggle your tail, and she like grabs it and playfully like wiggles it around, like like grabbing a little baby by the toe. She goes, "Easy, little guy, easy." Damn it! This is me talking in my head, by the way. The drive takes a while, but eventually you feel the truck come to a halt. The woman mounts you and lightly holds you in place as she drapes a cloth over your eyes. You hear the rear of the truck open, and suddenly you're being carried somewhere. After a while of walk and idle chatter between your two captors, you feel them begin to lower you. Your jaw feels the wetness of water, and you assume you are on the edge of some body of water. mm. The tape holding your jaw shut is cut loose. (gasps) Two hands still firmly keep your maw closed. Get your hands off me, you dirty, dirty blue people. One, two, three. And suddenly, the cloth is removed from your eyes and the hands release you as the two employees back away from you quickly onto the muddy bank behind you. Wait, where where am I? 
Can I inspect around me? You certainly can. I'm going to do that. Where the hell am I? Oh, no. Uh, eight. You are on some sort of silty bank. You don't notice anything in particular. You honestly may not even have a word for it, but it's relatively swampy. There are, you know, cypress, mangroves. Um, it's relatively cool here. There's there's a bit of a mist on the water at this time of day, and there's some somewhat shallow water, but quite a lot of it for you to swim forward into. Are the two people still there? I called them blue people because I'm assuming they're police, right? Or are they someone different? <laughs> they're fish and wildlife, so they're green people. Oh, okay, green people. Excellent. Are they still there in biting range? I mean, they're watching, but they have backed away several body lengths from you now. You assume they're kind of hoping that you'll leave. <laughs> I would like to charge at the man, the green man. Roll a dexterity contest for me. <laughs> Oh my goodness, two. Jesus, and he rolled a natural 20. So you know what? He sees you turned around and he goes, Oh, okay, Darla, let's go. And they sprint off down the path. Damn it. Running, running, running. And then eventually you hear, and you hear some sort of vehicle turn on uh, and peel out. <laughs> I'm trapped. Well, I guess I better follow that vehicle. I'm guessing they're going back towards civilization. Roll a dexterity check to see if you can even catch up to them at this point, because he that with that nat twenty he booked it. No, you're joking! You're joking! It's a two again. You begin to run after the vehicle, and you trip on a mangrove root uh, and roll over. <laughs> you hear it quickly fade into the distance, and you have ostensibly lost all track of the vehicle. Oh goodness! Can I pick up a scent? Can I sniff around for the 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 vehicle? Or, or a path that they may have left behind. Okay, roll a perception check for me. Here we are. <laughs> That's a critical failure. On a critical failure, I'm going to say that essentially no matter what you try, you have no clue where the vehicle went or which way civilization is. Oh, goodness. It's as if you fell asleep on planet Earth and woke up on planet Swamp. I'm all alone. You are completely lost. I'm scared. I'm a domesticated gator. This swamp <laughs> is new to me. Uh, help. Can I cry out to help? Roll a, a constitution saving throw for me. Oh, come on. God, help. Uh, 14. I mean, you're okay. All right. But you, you feel a little hungry. Oh, boy. You could go for a snack. Oh, sensei, where are you? I need food. I hope he's all right. And that Jewish man. I hope he's all right, too. Uh, oh, boy. I best I, I best start walking in a direction, I guess. Wait, I have an idea. Is there a tree around me? Uh, there are many trees around you. Can I inspect to see if there's moss on one side of the tree? Yes, you can. I'm a smart gator. <gasps> 21. You walk up to a tree near you, and you're kind of on a bank right now, and you see moss on the side that is facing the watery swamp beyond you. Oh, no. Well, Sensei trained me well. I know which way north is now, but I don't know if I want to go into that water. <laughs> I might have to. All right. Well, I guess I better start swimming in that direction. You wade into the water, and you feel... It's somewhat cool, but not too uncomfortably cool for a gator. There's an evening mist, and rays of light are kind of shining through them as the sun begins to set. And you swim out, and I mean, it's pretty much just swamp as far as the eye can see. There is a occasional sawgrass, lots of mangroves. You see the occasional little fish swimming betwixt the, the roots. Oh, can I take um, a snap at one? Yeah! 
Give me a survival check right. to see how well you do at uh, at trying to fend for yourself. I'm natural one. Yep. Steve is not having a good day. Okay, you bite at a fish that is swimming between some mangrove roots, and you actually end up closing your jaw around one of the thick roots, and your bottom jaw gets stuck in it. Ah! Uh, and you, you put your little gator feet up against it to try and pull yourself off. <laughs> and as you do, you it was lodged in so tightly that you, like, loosen one of your teeth a bit. No! Oh, my tooth! That hurts so bad. Sensei, I need you. I'm a domesticated gator. I don't know how to survive out here alone. I don't even have a pillow. The tooth fairy can't come visit me. <laughs> I'm so sad. <laughs> oh, well, Clive, look what we got us here. Sorry, no, my name's Steve, not Clive. Who's there? Smells like a little sissy boy. <laughs> sure does, Otis. Just look at his nose. And those nasty, rotten teeth. Uh, my teeth are brushed every day, so you can't possibly be talking about me. Oh, well, I certainly am, you little sissy boy. And from behind you, you see two sets of eyes gliding through the water at you as two gators swim up to you. Oh, goodness. The one that began the taunting is a bigger gator with a, a darker coloring. So such a deep green, almost brown. And then we have a, a more vibrant, limish looking uh, gator, a bit more slender, and that would be Clive. All right. Uh, we're friends, right? I'm a gator, you gents are gators. Your name was Otis and you're Clive, right? Did I get that right? Oh, you ain't no gator, sissy boy. No, no, I, I, I'm a gator. Look, I've got the scales and the tail that I swish back and forth here, see? And, uh, I got the teeth, see? Uh, oh, those nasty, nasty teeth. I don't know how it benefits both of you to call me names. Why don't we help each other out? Do you, why don't you point me in the direction out of this here swamp? I want to go home, and I will be on my merry way. Well, I'll tell you how we can help you out. All right. We're getting pretty hungry. Me too. And you look like a snack. No, I, I am no snacker. I, I'm afraid not. I, I, I'm a gator. Are you really going to be cannibals right now. Why don't we get some fish in the water? We'll go oh, fishing. Oh, sissy boy, you ain't no gator. You come into our swamps and you try to tell us what you are when you're clearly lying to our faces. Well, last I checked, I'm not a crocodile. Wait, and I look down in my in my groin region. No, I'm definitely a gator. Absolutely a gator. There must have been some confusion here. Maybe my snout looks more crocodile-ish, but I'm absolutely 100% a gator, as are you two fine folks. Um, how long have you been here for? Is the weather nice this time of year around here? We've been here our whole lives. We don't get to be tourists like you little house lizards. Oh, well, that is... We don't get fed and pampered. No, no, no. We fend for ourselves like real gators. Wait, you two don't have a sensei? Otis, what the hell is he talking about? A sensei. 
sensei, the person that gives you food and uh, bath and uh, shelter. That's a sensei. Oh, Clive, this is going to be easier than I thought. Tell you what, little sissy boy, you could take the first bite. No, I don't. I don't want to fight you two. <laughs> Tell you what, why don't you come with me, find our ways out of this swamp, and you can meet Sensei, and maybe he'll take care of you two as well. He loves our kind. He, he'll teach you all sorts of different ways to, to fight and to, uh, you know, ways of the world, how much the government sucks. You, you'll love him. What the hell is he talking about? Gobble, ma, 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 ma. I don't understand half the shit coming out your mouth, but Roll a persuasion check with disadvantage. Oh, God. Twelve. You know what? I'm getting real sick of all this chatter. So either you take the first bite, or I will. Well, it was nice talking to you folks. I'm going to swim the other direction as fast <laughs> as I can. Roll a dexterity contest for me. Oh, boy. There we go, 15. You begin to swim away, and you see the two gators hot on your trail. Just every now and then you kind of glance back, which is hard for you to do because you're a gator. Maybe you do a little loop around the mangrove, <laughs> and you see uh, the two heads bobbing and weaving in perfect unison behind you. Oh, God. <laughs> As you make that turn, they come around, they begin to snap at your tail, and you just barely swim out of the way. <laughs> and then you, you continue swimming in this pretty intense. It's almost like a car chase, but gators down through the water. <laughs> and you enter this area with a much stronger fog. Oh, no. And suddenly it becomes harder to find them. And you don't really know what's around you. There's just, there's a lot of fog. <laughs> Must have gotten scared out of his mind. Hey, Clive. Find that little sissy boy. I bet his tail tastes sweet. And you hear... The sound of a gator submerging beneath the surface to begin looking for you. No, it's quite salty. I've tried it before. As this is happening, you feel a sudden, sharp, stinging pain in the back of your neck. Ah! You're not sure what it is, but ice begins to run through your veins and you get woozy. Oh, what the hell? What's happening? The fog suddenly begins to dissipate and you see the two gators on basically at the outer perimeter as they both kind of stare at you. You try to shake it off, but any movement of your head leaves you feeling like you're about to hurl. Ah. The world spins around you as you struggle to stay above water, and you feel yourself bobbing up and down and swirling around. <laughs> What's happening? Barely knows how to swim. Clearly he's one of those house lizards. Oh no. Otis, look. He's here. Let's scram. And as the gators begin to swim away from you, everything turns funky. You feel a deep warmth inside of you. Instead of water, it feels like you're laying on a cloud. You watch the blurry shapes of the gators flee as they shift through the whole color spectrum. Is this that disco fever that Sensei was talking about? It seems the grounded reality you normally live in drifts further and further away as you go on this trip. The gators begin shape-shifting as they swim, becoming amorphous blobs. A huge wave rises out of the water, and you see the maw of an enormous alligator rise out of the swamp. Like Gertrude, but thrice as large. Uh. Otis and Clive are engulfed before they can even recognize what is happening. Then, 
The wave tosses you. Oh, jeez. You flip every which way beneath the surface of the water, which now seems infinitely more deep. As you finally work your way to the surface, you find yourself riding a raging current straight into the massive gator's throat. Oh. The jaws slowly close, and you find yourself in darkness. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood GM, John Carlo Herrera here, and today I wanted to tell you about an awesome show called Looters. It is an actual play podcast where a hilarious cast of friends go on dramatic, action-packed, sci-fi western adventures in a universe full of different factions vying for control over the Outer Rims. I love a good sci-fi western mix, the cast is so much fun to listen to, and it's played on the Stars Without Number game system, which is really fun to hear in audio. I really think listeners of Drimbus would enjoy it, so please check out this trailer, and if it intrigues you, go check them out at looterspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, enjoy. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have like a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? Metal, literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just take cover. Uh, okay. She's a good pilot, everyone. She's very good. And friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. That wasn't very groovy. Does my head still hurt? Can I move? You can try to move, but yeah, your senses are completely out of whack right now. Oh, jeez. Hello? Anyone there? Hello? You hear a bit of an echo, but nothing beyond that. Oh, no. Excuse me. There must have been some misunderstanding. I need to get out of here. Hello? Nothing. Damn. Um, I'm going to claw at, at whatever I'm standing on. I'm assuming it's the inside of the gate. I'm going to take a little swipe at it. You struggle to move your claws at all, Ooh. as your body's essential functions seem to resist you. Echoing somewhere within the void, you hear Hey, Steve. Come on, boy. I know you got something. Huh? Sensei? Wait. Sensei? Hello? Are you there? Hey, Steve. Where was that sound coming from? Hello? You hear it echoing from ahead of you. I, I, I run ahead. Sensei, you're here? You struggle to move your legs and move forward towards the voice, and you feel a shock run throughout your body as your muscles seize and refuse to obey your commands. Oh, dear. A few seconds later, the pain disappears. Whew. Then, a voice you recognize booms. What do you seek? Oh, my. 
I, I seek, I seek my sensei. I seek a way out. Is that all? Why do you seek your sensei? Because he's my family. He's all I know. He's everything to me. He teaches me so much. What is family? What made him your family? Well, he loved me and cared for me and taught me everything I know. I wouldn't be here without sensei. He's my papa. I've never told him that before, of course. I mean, I call him sensei, but I love him like my papa. Why do you seek your family? What made them your family? Well, shoot, I don't know. I've just... Ever since I was a wee lad, I've been with Sensei. I, he gave me a home, and he gives me food and love and care, and he teaches me all the wrongdoings of the government, so... Of course he'd be my family. Was this your choice? Well, well no, I, I suppose it wasn't my choice, but I wouldn't have it any other way now. It's certainly my choice now. Very well. A torch suddenly lights, and you find yourself before a big steel door. Oh dear. With a small, mostly opaque window. You see a dim yellow glow through the window and hear... The 44th Lizard Tyrant. Excuse me? <laughs> the 44th Lizard Tyrant. The 44th Lizard Tyrant. What, what are you talking about, Sensei? 44th Lizard Tyrant? What are you talking about? The 44th Lizard Tyrant. What the hell? Where is he coming from? Is he by the door? You hear the voice coming from beyond the door. Can I knock on the door? Hello? Nothing happens. Let me in! The 44th Lizard Tyrant. Oh, dear God. Uh, sensei, I, I can't understand your wisdom. I'm not trained enough for this this riddle. Can I say it back to him, but louder? The 44th Lizard Tyrant. Nothing. Damn. What are you talking about, Sensei? Answer me. Hello? Nothing. Nothing? The 44th Lizard Tyrant. The Tyrant of the Lizard... Tyrant Lizard 44th The. Nothing, huh? Damn it. Lizard Tyrant. I'm a lizard, but I'm not a tyrant. God knows what 44 means. Are there 44 tyrants? Is it like a government system? Do they get elected by a people? Do they elect a new tyrant every year? 44. 44th Lizard Tyrant. Tyrant Lizard 44. Hmm. Sensei, I need a little help. Do you have any more information for me? Knock, knock, knock. Wait, do I have to knock 44 times? I'm going to knock 44 times. <laughs> okay. One, two, three, four, You spend five, six, the next five. few minutes knocking 44 times. Wait expectantly and you hear... The 44th Lizard Tyrant. Oh, God. Uh, am I the 44th Lizard Tyrant, Sensei? Are you the 44th Lizard Tyrant? Am I in the 44th Lizard Tyrant? 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney. Open. The 44th Lizard Tyrant. The 44th Lizard Tyrant, right. I heard you. Uh, is the Florida man? The 44th Lizard Tyrant. Mm, Tyron. His name is Tyron. Tyrone. The 44th Lizard Tyrant. Oh, wait. My ancestors are telling me something. Spotify, Dungeons and Dream is good. Episode 2, listen to it. What? What, what? what? What are they talking about? God, what minute marker do I go to? <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I don't know. Um, crap. The 44th Lizard Tyrant. The, the president? Question mark? The 44th Lizard Tyrant. Well, Barack Obama was the 44th president, but he was We wasn't know him. this. And the door swings open with a blinding light. Was the answer really Barack Obama? Jesus. All right. Well, I feel stupid. Anyway, moving on. As you come to... 
you feel a slightly better sense of control over your body. You find yourself in some sort of enclosure. It looks like you're on a beach, but there are concrete walls around you, and you are surrounded by odd-looking gators. Atop the walls, peering over the fence, are crowds of spectators, and in the center of the enclosure is a man in a tan outfit, standing atop a mound of sand, tossing out meat. Ooh, I want I want some meat. You walk up and kind of over some of the weird-looking gators who are snapping at the meat, and you keep trying to grab one, but... He just doesn't seem to toss one your way. He tosses it at gators around you. You try and snap up for one. Uh, even the gators, like, as you're walking on top of them, don't react to you. Huh. Odd. Excuse me. Hello. Who are you? No one responds. Not even the guy on the top there throwing the meat? No. Can I walk up to him? Hello. You can. You, you see, he's actually purposefully keeping his distance from a lot of those gators. And All right, I'm going to walk straight up to him. You walk straight like you are at his feet and nothing. He's not even looking at you. Excuse me, mister. How do I get out of here? Hello. Nothing. Can I eat from his hand, from whatever he's holding? Roll an athletics check to see if you can jump up and grab a piece. 14. You jump up and you try to grab a piece of meat. You accidentally kind of clip his hand. Uh-oh. Oh, sorry. And as you bite down, before you, you can actually puncture him, you feel a shock again run throughout your whole system. Ah! And everything goes black. Oh, no. Sorry, mate. Didn't mean to do that. Does it make any sense, little one? No, it doesn't. How about explaining it? You need to search for the truth. Truth? What are you talking about? I'm searching for a way out of here. Tell me your story. Uh, my name is Steve. I'm a domesticated gator. My sensei is named Cletus, and we're on an adventure to find the Florida man. Is that truly all there is to you, Steve? A singular purpose. A singular person. Nothing more. Well, I'd, I'd like to gain all the knowledge in the world that my sensei is teaching me. You have much to learn. This time, a blue light bulb turns on. A marionette stands before you on a small wooden platform. It moves somewhat robotically as it sings. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. I've got a beautiful feeling. No. Everything's going no, my show way. Tunes. Turn it off. Turn off the show tunes. Oh, oh can I go bite Hugh Jackman, morning. please? You can. No, no, Roll an attack. Shut him up. Mm -mm. Die, Hugh Jackman. 16. You lunge at the little marionette and close your jaws around it, shattering it. And you hear the wood splinter apart. I've got a Die. Then, a trap door opens beneath you. As you hear, booming from within either the void or your head. Uh-oh. We know this. You land in a sterile white room. A man in a white lab coat hunches over a table. Uh, hello? Can you talk? You get no response. Oh, damn, not again. Can I see what's on the table? What is he working on? You'd have to get a bit higher up to do that. Uh, shoot, I'm going to try jumping up there then. 15. You manage to work yourself up onto a little stool and then up onto a smaller countertop off to the left, and you round the corner and eventually come to see that the man is working on a group of eggs. He peels away pieces of eggshell, and a small pointed jaw sticks out of it. As the baby works its way out of the egg, he gently picks it up and cleans it off as it chirps. Oh, that's adorable. There we go, buddy. 
Not that bad, is it? No, you just need a little love, that's all. Isn't that right? And he turns to face you as he says that. And suddenly, your muscles seize again, and you feel that shock as you black out. What now? I don't like this. I want out now. I'm done. Ride's over. Would you truly give up now? Well, I'm not going to give up trying to get out of here. You, You know, this is very rude. It's very rude. Sensei always said that amusement parks were government Ponzi schemes, so I really, really want to get off now. For a being who claims to seek all the knowledge in the world, a mystery seems to kill your determination very quickly. Damn it, you're right. Ancestors are always right. All right, let's press forward. You have another question for me. This time, the lights turn on, and you find yourself surrounded by what look like kitchen cabinets. Roll a perception check for me. 21. You have a feeling that you would know how to navigate this kitchen pretty well. It seems pretty standard. But one of the things that you do notice in particular is a weird static noise. And you see on one of the countertops a little old-timey radio. And you realize it's set to FM. 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 The Florida Man radio waves that your sensei had warned you about before. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Where am I? Can I listen to the radio? It's just a bunch of static. It's infecting my brain right now, isn't it? I'm going to try to change it to am. How do you want to do that? I guess athletics. Got to jump up there and just go bop it. Mm, five. You try to jump up at the countertop that the radio is on and slam against the cabinets. Ouch. And one of the drawers kind of swings open a little bit just from having your body sm- smash into it. Oh, boy, I have an idea. Can I bash myself into the drawers to get the thing to fall down? You certainly can. Mm, five. <laughs> you begin to smash into it repeatedly. It starts to hurt after a certain point. And eventually, one of the drawers falls down, and you just barely dodge out of the way to avoid getting uh, really smacked by it. And its contents spill out on the floor, but the radio still sits atop the counter. Hmm. But the drawer's on the floor? And its contents have spilled out. What was in it? You find parchment paper, some cling wrap, and uh, a roll of aluminum foil as well. Well, I guess the drawer could give me a boost now. Can I try jumping off from that? Yeah. Oh, there we go, 19. You begin running and you kind of trip on the tin foil and it rolls out of the little container. But you manage to get your footing again, continue to build up speed, and you bounce off the drawer, which is like kind of vertical, so it manages to get you a little bit further up in the air. And then with all of your strength, you leap off and go sailing up onto the countertop. (sighs) Before you even hit the ground, you'd like take the radio in your jaw and crunch it down, switching it to AM. Yes. As the plastic smashes to smithereens. And you hear, We know this. Sensei? Then something strange happens. The roll of tinfoil begins to move on its own. It rises up above you and seems to expand almost like like a big ocean wave coming to cover you, and it wraps you. Oh no. And you become enclosed in the tinfoil. And from within that tinfoil, you hear again, We know this. Oh boy. You feel the temperature change and feel the pitter-patter of rain against your foil enclosure as thunder strikes in the distance. You hear a somewhat familiar voice whisper, Hello? Anybody here? Hello? I'm here. Oh, yeah. Wait, let me break out of this tinfoil. Can I bite it? You can. 
no, no, no. Using your jaw, you kind of slice open a bit of the tinfoil, work your jaw out, and wriggle your body out. You find yourself in the sandy enclosure again. A set of steel-toe work shoes carefully tiptoes around the enclosure and picks up one of the odd-looking gators. A juvenile. The boots rush out of the enclosure in your direction and actually, without even noticing, smack you in the nose. Ow. You feel you have much stronger control over your body at this point, but your mind is quite literally sent spinning. As the world blurs around you, when everything comes back into focus, you somehow find yourself just outside the enclosure. You see the same man with the odd-looking gator slung over his shoulder, climbing out of the enclosure in the rain, covered in mud. Roll a perception check for me. 13. As he runs off into the distance, you notice something odd about a sign against the wall he climbed over. It reads, Crocodile Enclosure. And a bolt of lightning strikes you as your muscles seize. This time, the seizing is prolonged. Almost like you're being shocked over and over and over again as thunder cracks in your ears. Between each flash of lightning, you see a scene. First, the man with the crocodile arriving at a building. Flash. He knocks on a steel door. Flash. You see him handing off the crocodile. Flash. And then you see Cletus holding the juvenile crocodile. Uh, 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 that sensei. Flash. And you're in the darkness again. I think I see where this is going. Uh, it... it Ancestors, am I that crocodile? Did you find it? The truth? What you were looking for. I did find knowledge. But, wait, I can't be a crocodile. I looked down at my groin again. It's so big. I guess I must be an above average crocodile. Did, did Sensei mistake me for an alligator? He must have. So, I was born in a lab? Doctors were working on me? And then they gave me to Sensei? I thought he found me. The quest for knowledge is fraught with misdirections. Yeah, no kidding. Follow the truth, little one. All right, maybe this isn't the truth. Is this a misdirection? I'll follow it. Don't worry, ancestors. I will. I just, it'll take me a second to get there. Hmm. All right, where to next? This time, a spotlight shines on a large map of Florida big enough for you to crawl on. Beside it lies a small pot with some sort of brown ink that smells of coffee. Oh, Florida man. I'm gonna dip my little paw in, on into the coffee, actually all four of them, and then I'm gonna walk across the map. You do so. All right, did anything happen? You leave a trail of footprints? Yeah, yeah, figured as much. Now my feetsies are all wet. Um, where does he want us to go? Okay, I'm going to draw a circle around Tallahassee. You walk over to the Tallahassee, and with one of your little paws, you put it down and drag it to make a circle around Tallahassee. Okay. And you hear, We know this. And the items slowly disappear as the massive jaws you had been swallowed into earlier slowly open. <gasps> with a small road laid out before you. About 20 feet ahead of you waltzes Gertrude. Oh? Huh? 25 feet long just as you remember him. You feel almost fully recovered. Your body seems to be obeying commands, and slowly the world around you has had its features begin to normalize. Lining the road is every U.S. president standing perfectly still, head forward. 
Let us follow this to its conclusion. And Gertrude walks forward. Gertrude, mate, how have you been? Pre- pretty all right, man. Hey, you've been... You're, you're doing all right. Thank you. Where was I? What What was that? I think someone roofied me this morning. I went on a massive trip that I would care to not go on again. What, what Do you know what's going on? Your journey is not yet over, little one. No, clearly not. Let us follow the truth. All right. Who, who are all those gentlemen standing behind you back there? You should know this. Yes, they're, they're the presidents, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, what, why are they standing there? Why, why are some of them not dead? Search for the truth. Search for the truth. All right. Well, I was told about the 44th tyrant. Therefore, I'm going to walk right up to Barack Obama. All right. You begin walking. And as you walk along this narrow road with all the presidents lining it, George Washington suddenly jabs a cattle prod into your side. Ah! As you get shocked, your muscles seize again, and you flash. And you see your first meal with Cletus. Mostly as you remember it. But you are apparently much older than your memories would have had you believe. He tosses you pieces of quartered and roasted chicken. Flash. You find yourself further down the road. There are about... 15 presidents behind you now. All right, let's try walking up to Barack Obama again. You keep walking, and this time Abraham Lincoln comes at you with a cattle prod. You see yourself much older with Cletus. He's bathing you in a kiddie pool in the bunker. As he washes you, he points at a cork board with red string and explains how various Floridian events are actually connected to the Florida man. You feel the warmth of happiness wash over you. Flash. You are again further down the road. Gertrude turns back to look at you. Do not surrender now. We are nearly there. All right, well, I don't see you getting stabbed by a cow prod, so... uh, All right, I'll take your word for it, though. I'm going to try walking up to Obama again. Roosevelt, I'm watching you. You stay where you are. Theodore Roosevelt takes a jab at you this time. (laughs) And I was watching him. How did that happen? Ouchie. I was looking at the wrong Roosevelt, anyway. As you are released from the seas of the electric shock, you see a hotel room. It's the night after you met David in Daytona Beach. One key at a time, you carefully type myspace.com on a laptop. Cletus enters the room. He says, Hey, Steve. You know I ain't really a sentimental or whatever. But you've been doing a good job, so uh, I got you this. And he pulls out a little Daytona Patrol Force sticker. You place it under your tongue as he shuts the computer closed. You remember your sense of purpose and belonging as you see yourself curl up at the foot of Cletus's bed. He turns out the light, and it all goes black. As you open your eyes, you are no longer on a road. You're in a swamp again. Everything seems nearly perfect. Perhaps your mind has begun to clear itself. The only remaining oddity is Barack Obama standing before you. He unhinges his jaw and a lizard tongue rolls out as you hear, Cut off the head and you lose the heart. Thanks to me, South Florida will never depart. Hmm, that's cherry. I'm going to walk up to Barack Obama once more. You walk up to him, 
and the riddle repeats. Cut off the head, and you lose the heart. Thanks to me, South Florida will never depart. Oh, that's right, Disney World. And as you say Disney World, you hear this time in a demonic voice, boom. We know this. This time, no shock. You simply close your eyes. Then, you find yourself in the bunker. But you hear an odd noise, like subdued lightning striking over and over. Uh, where am I? I, I'm going to look around and see where I am. Twelve. As you turn around, you see Cletus pacing around with a phone in his hand. You seem to be resting on some sort of table, with straps holding you in place. You're much younger, about the age you were when you saw yourself first being brought to Cletus earlier. I just don't understand. We know this goddamn gator has to have a way to talk to the lizard people. It's the only way we can get to the truth. We know this. And you see him raise a high-voltage cattle prod and drive it straight into your side. (gasps) He zaps, and you hear that familiar thunder-like noise. Your younger self on the table seizes under the pain, unable to move beneath the straps. Cletus prods again and again. Take me to your leader. And holds a tremendously long zap. Just the memory of it now hurts you. Your younger self seems to give out under the pain as smoke rises from where the cattle prod had dug into you. Cletus gives up and begins to walk away. As he reaches the door, your younger self hisses, and Cletus stops dead in his tracks. He turns his head. What'd you say? Another hiss. Cletus grabs his phone and says, I'm gonna have to call you back. And you open your eyes. Sensei, he... He was using me the whole time? He never loved me? He just wanted to talk to the lizard people. But I I didn't know about any of that. He taught me about that. He just... He strings me along just to, for me to take him to, I guess, my leader. That's, is he not my sensei? Oh, I'm devastated. Ancestors, what does this all mean? This can't be the truth. This can't be what's, what you were talking about. No response, huh? Seem to talk at real convenient moments, ancestors. Oh, jeez. Oh, I don't know how to process this information. Well, I guess I better ask him himself and see what answers he has. I'm seeking knowledge after all, aren't I? I best go find him. Where where, where, where am I? (laughs) Before you is a regular swamp. No presidents, no shape-shifting figures, just swamp. You're in a relatively wooded area. Ahead of you is an odd circle of mangroves with an opening, and you hear a great deal of splashing. Can I go towards the splashing? You can. I'm going to do that. As you swim forward, you hear the sound of some sort of scuffle off to the right as water splashes. You enter the circle of mangroves and are greeted with a beautiful sight. A small boulder sits in the middle with some strange and beautiful flower atop it. There are more of those flowers adorning the trees around you. Roll a perception check for me. 20, not natural. You feel something brush against your leg beneath the surface, and you get an instinct that something is directly beneath you. Can I look? 
Beneath me? <laughs> you dive down, and just beneath the surface, you see two bodies. Not just any bodies. Cletus and David. <gasps> they seem to have both lost consciousness, and bubbles escape their nose as they sink to the mud at the bottom. No, 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 no. I'm going to dive and go save them. Get them on my back and swim back up. Roll a, I guess, a strength check for me for that one. 13. You manage to, just before they hit the silt at the bottom, work your body underneath. And with all of your might, you kind of wriggle and try and work them up to the surface to get their noses above the water. As you begin to surface, you hear them cough a little bit and take some breaths. And then... You feel the pressure of a heavy boot come down on your forehead ah. as some sort of blunt instrument drives into the base of your skull and you pass out. Oh yeah, Chico, Peru, what just happened? Hello everyone, Steve the Gator here. Well, I suppose it's Steve the Crocodile now. Um, here to say that I hope you all enjoyed the episode and oh, ow, ouchie, oh, I believe my ancestors are trying to deliver another message to me. They have a brilliant show to tell you all about and it's called Primordial Deep. Now, Primordial Deep is a science fiction action thriller set in the expanded universe of the award-winning audio drama Janus Descending. When a long-extinct sea creature washes up on the shores of Coney Island, marine biologist Dr. Maria Morgan is contacted by a secret organization to investigate the origins of the creature's sudden and unnatural resurgence. Soon, she and a team of explorers find themselves living on the research station, the Tiamat, traveling along the abyssal plains as they search for answers far below the waves. But there are dangers in these ancient waters. Reawakened prehistoric monsters are rising from the deep, jaws wide and waiting. And in the darkness, something is stirring. Oh, now that gave me goosebumps just reading that. Well, that is primordial deep. Oh, what is this now? They're telling me to thank a bunch of people that are scrolling across my face here. Thank you to Adriana Alcon, Juan Zarilla, Will Williams, uh, Anne Baird, Giovanni Zarilla, Andrea Jimenez Neste, Claudia Acosta, Marshy A, Jerry Benatotos, Katrina Scott, Carolina Riverol, Alejandro Alcon, Alexia Wilde, Giovanni Neste, Daniel Utset, and Synovia Ash. Well, oh my, that was a lot of names. Thank you all very much. Anyway, my ancestors are also trying to tell me that you should go to the website whimsicproductions.com and check out the Patreon that's on there. We have a lot of cool rewards that you can check out on our Patreon. We also have a sticker promotion that we're doing. If you use the hashtag Drimbus on Twitter, you are eligible for a sticker. And I believe that is everything. My ancestors are finally leaving me alone. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the episode again, and we will see you all in the next one. Goodbye, everyone. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Sure, I can't get you a drink? Uh, I, um... Bait had a moment, hadn't they? That afternoon when Garrett had smiled just like this, warm-eyed and 
amused in a way that made Tony want another cigarette, but also want to step forward and- Hey, Kate, what are you writing? Ah! New text post on Thursday, May 21st. Title. Why you should be watching Selkirk. So, Selkirk fandom, who wants to read my 5,000-word essay, Garrett, last name, Secret Werewolf? I'm Kate, by the way. They kissed? I think I lucked out when I found Selkirk. Because if I'd loved something else, I would have made friends, and I would have been able to read a ton of great stories. But this way? I met you. Me and Day You, a new story about love and fandom from the Procyon Podcast Network.